Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Tracy Cho. Tracy is a future trainee solicitor at Rosenblatt Limited, a New York bar candidate and the founder of the popular legal blog, Trainee and Me, which aims to demystify the journey to a training contract by offering resources, events, tips, and support to aspiring solicitors. So a very, very big welcome, Tracy. Thank you for having me, Rob. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. We have been following your content with great interest over many, many months. But before we go through all the amazing work you've already done to date, we do have our customary opening question on the Legally Speaking podcast, which is on the scale of one to 10, 10 being very real, how real would you rate the reality series Suits? (laughs) Uh, what a great question. Um, I, I used to love suits. Um, it's not completely made up from my understanding, but I think the timeframes, um, culture, the client interactions are all dramatized uh, and pretty unrealistic, uh, which I'm, I'm pretty glad about because I think going into work in an atmosphere like that would be pretty horrifying uh, and stressful. But so I would probably give it a three. Yeah, I think, you know, given given your experiences to date and probably what you've seen, that's a that's a fair, fair number. So let's let, let's start at the beginning. Tell us a bit about your family background and, and upbringing. Sure. So I um, was actually born in New York. Um, I moved to London when I was less than a year old. So I grew up in London. I completed my law degree at the University of Exeter uh, before going on to self-fund uh, the LPC at BPP. Uh, I secured my training contract at Rosenblatt in the summer of completing my LBC um, after doing a vaccine at the firm. And I've come from not a pub background, um, but my my mum uh, manages a pub in Pimlico. So I started working in pubs from a very young age. Well, not that young, but from, uh, from the age of 16, 17. And from that, I've, I've kind of spent a lot of time managing pubs um, as well, most recently spending a year after my LPC um, managing one in Mayfair, which was hard work and a lot of fun. And like you said in my intro, um, I, I've, I'm currently studying for the New York Bar, which I will be completing in my spare time, uh, mainly on weekends while I paralegal at Slaughter and May. Great stuff. And we're going to come on to all of that a little bit later on. But um, I have to say, pub background, that sounds fun. Yeah, I, um, I started working in a pub when I was 16, just literally at the bottom just waitressing um and bringing stuff to tables food etc um and then once i was 18 i managed to you know hop behind the bar and and start serving uh beers to regulars it was a great pub that i started working in because i lived in the area and my parents used to go to that pub um so i started working there having known and built up quite a good uh, relationship with the clients. It was a lot of fun because you'd be on shift and you know everyone that you'd know would just pop in and say hello. And it was great to chat with them. Uh, I learned a lot, a lot of skills that I take away to, to my legal career. Um, but yeah, I think it was a great learning process leaving that role because it was definitely within my comfort zone. Having worked there for a good number of years, I actually wanted to go to a bigger establishment and and see what I could learn there so I got thrown into the deep end um being assistant manager of a pub in Mayfair uh which in itself was a really fantastic experience 
Great stuff. So let's let's fast forward then. Did you always, you know, coming from a pub sort of family background, did you always want to go into the law and become a lawyer? Yeah, um, I think when I was deciding uh, what degree to do uh, at university, I think law was always kind of on my mind. Um, not quite sure the exact reason why, but I think I, I, I did want to go into a role where I you know, was providing a service to clients and had client interactions and building relationships. All of that was really important to me. So I think once I was at university, I really enjoyed studying kind of the technical aspects of law and how that's applicable, you know, in the real life context. Um, so I think going down the solicitor route just made sense to me while I was at university. Great stuff. And so we have to talk about your increasing in popularity by the day legal blog, which I mentioned in the intro, uh, Trainee and Me. For those who are not familiar about it, um, what is it and what inspired you to start it? So Trainee and Me is um, a platform that helps aspiring solicitors get vacation schemes and training contracts by passing on as many tips uh, and advice that I've learned and also other successful trainees have learned um, in the hope that they also get, you know, vacations and training contracts. Because I think when I was applying for um, my vacation schemes and training contracts, I didn't really know what I was doing. I think universities can improve on the support that they give, especially from the law schools, because, you know, what makes a strong application is something that I taught myself by learning from others. So, you know, that's why I decided to create training in me. Um, I think what kickstarted it was actually speaking to a mentee at the start of the first lockdown, so back in March, um, and she was concerned that she would be at a disadvantage for her applications to firms because law fairs and networking events were obviously being cancelled because of the pandemic. I was on furlough, so I had a lot of time in my hands. So I thought, why not create a virtual networking event? Um, I made a post on LinkedIn to see the interest and I put a post up and it just blew up. So I ended up spending a couple of weeks planning a four day virtual networking event, uh, which connected aspiring solicitors and current and future trainee solicitors from a range of national, international uh, magic circle firms. And I think around 230 aspiring solicitors and 100 trainees came along um, and they all accessed the events from, I think, across 11 countries. So it was a really, really great um, event. So I think from then I've just grown training me by creating regular events. I'm just trying to target, you know, what pieces of information are missing? What do aspiring solicitors want to know? Uh, and I reach out to trainees who I think would be suitable and have the knowledge that these aspiring solicitors are looking for. Uh, and it's just great. We just get along write guides um, and, and just pass on as much information as possible. Yeah, and I think it's a really wonderful initiative that you're running. And I, I really do think the, the platform adds so much value to the next generation of, of, of legal professionals. Um, you have created uh, a website for Trainee and Me where people can have applications reviewed. Tell us more about that. Sure. So I, um, I think as the page was becoming more popular, I was getting more frequent requests to review applications. So at the beginning, I, I focused it around the mentees that I had taken on. But obviously, yeah, as the page grew, there were more aspiring solicitors who were reaching out, wanting help. So in a bid to help as many aspiring solicitors uh, as possible, reviewing their applications and CV, but also managing my time effectively, because obviously I can't just review applications day in, day out. I decided to create a website um, 
to also have everything in one place that I've done. But through the website, I created a booking system where I have available slots per week um, and people can are free just to book in a slot. I'll invite them to send over their application or their CV uh, and I aim to turn it around back to them uh, within three, three days. So, yeah, the, the website was a, a, a bit of a challenge uh, to create. I, I appreciate all the websites out there that are trying to make it as easy as possible. Uh, but with my knowledge, even even the easiest of platforms, I still found it a challenge building the website. Uh, but I'm glad it's, it's out there now. Yeah, brilliant. And obviously you're learning a lot of new skills uh, along the way. And that sort of segues on to my next question in terms of what do you gain from helping and, and, and mentoring others? There's a lot to gain. Um, I think the main thing that I'm really grateful uh, for for this experience today is just the confidence to speak to new people. So I was actually someone at university in my second or first year, which is really timid to go to networking events, go to law fairs, because I just found speaking to people really scary. And I know that sounds really strange coming from my pub background, but for some reason in my head, I thought it was really different speaking to people in in a pub and the customers there. Uh, that was absolutely fine for me. But speaking to people that I didn't know in a kind of professional networking setting, I found that really intimidating. Um, and I think it comes down to me being scared of saying something wrong or, or just coming across in a negative way. And I think that was a, a bit of a mental block for me in, in those kind of situations. So obviously something that I did work on because it's important to be able to network, to, to get training contracts, et cetera. Uh, but even after I secured my training contract, this was something I was, uh, was working on. And I think training me has really given me the confidence to, to be able to meet people uh, and have you know, really great conversations with that I just haven't you know, met before. So I get a lot of messages from aspiring solicitors who are really grateful for me spending my time and, and uh, helping them. But I think they don't realize a lot of the time that I'm, I'm also learning so much too. And it's, it's, it's been really, really great. So, you know, there'll be a lot of, you know, a whole range of people listening to this podcast from aspiring uh, solicitors right the way up to partners and, and all of the other things in between um, as well. But what one piece of advice would you give to aspiring solicitors who are applying for training contracts? Um, I think my piece of advice would be to not be scared and not to limit yourself because you're scared of the outcome. I think when I was applying for vacation schemes and training contracts, I did procrastinate a lot because I didn't want to spend all this time writing application for it just to not, you know, to get a, to receive a, a message that they just obviously must send out with a rejection. I think that did hinder me applying myself, but if you're not scared about receiving rejections and if you view rejections as a learning process, then I think it's a, a lot, it's quite productive because I wouldn't really be where I am now if I didn't really apply to things because I was scared of being rejected. And that's really good advice. And, you know, it's, it's what I like to call and well-documented around sort of failing forward, you know, rejection, that is all part and parcel of the process. And should it, in many respects, try and see that in a positive lens in terms of moving forward. So yeah, couldn't agree more. The worst thing people can do is, is, is give up or, you know, one rejection then knocks their confidence completely the wrong thing to do and um, keep going because something will land um, in the end. And on to then the 
the New York bar. I, I again mentioned in your introduction, you're a, a 2021 New York bar candidate. What inspired you to do the New York bar and how will you use it in practice? The New York bar was something that I have been considering doing for, for a while. I wouldn't rule out going back to New York. Um, I think me in the future, uh, I definitely want to have the experience of living abroad somewhere. Um, so having been born in New York, uh, I think it's just a quite a nice little circle of life uh, if I end up going back there. Uh, but also I think the main thing is just creating uh, the opportunity to do so. I left my pub role and I hadn't secured a, a role yet. So uh, I had a bit of time uh, on my hands and I thought, you know what, why not just get started with it? How I will use that in practice? The exam's not easy. I think it's one of the hardest exams, uh, law exams out there. That's from what I've heard. So I think the main thing that I will use and learn from it, apart from obviously the technical knowledge, is just how to time manage, because obviously I'm going to be doing it while working full time. Um, so I think getting that done while you know, doing a, a full time intensive role is a, is a great skill. Yeah, no, couldn't couldn't agree more. And I think it's um, you're absolutely right. It isn't the the easiest thing to do, but it's very rewarding. And I, I wish you lots of luck in advance for the, the New York bar. And, you know, you recently had some some more good news on the top of your your, your training contract, uh, which you secured with Rosenblatt in that you secured a paralegal role with Slaughter and May in their disputes department. So talk us through how you achieved that. Yeah, sure. So I sent off my my CV uh, and got invited to a interview with a associate and uh, a partner at the firm. It was a funny situation because I obviously I think the last interview that I had was a couple of months ago. But apart from that, I haven't had a lot of you know back to back interviews that you normally do have when you're you're applying for training contracts. So I was a bit a bit out of touch from the from interviews, but spending a lot of time coaching uh, aspiring solicitors and helping them with their interviews. A piece of advice I always give them is to be yourself, to relax, enjoy the process, and not get too stressed out with the whole preparation. Obviously, preparation is key, but, you know, it's all about performing well uh, on the day. So saying that, when I was in my prep uh, for the, the role, I was very stressed out. And I think because it was such a great opportunity um, and, you know, when you want something so bad, you just want it to go well. Um, and I think because I had 48 hours, less than 48 hours to prepare, it was a lot of waking up early, blocking out time to do my research, you know, to to create answers for all the questions that I would probably have and it actually just when the event when the interview came around I was very nervous at the beginning uh stuttering stumbling over my words and just in the middle of the interview I just thought to myself Trace you need to pull it together otherwise you're not going to get this because you can't even get your answers out smoothly um but yeah no very very uh excited to be joining the team uh, it's a great opportunity and i'm really excited to learn as much as possible to bring to my uh, training contract excellent and congratulations once again i'm sure you're going to get tons of experience that's going to be of so much value to you as you you go through your your career and into your training contract um you're also a diversity champion within dotcoming what does that involve yeah, so Incoming is a great platform um, that has a lot of resources and uh, videos from a range of people, uh, from HR to partners um, at top law firms. Um, 
So as diversity champion, my role is to increase awareness of incoming. And I do this by hosting uh, events and uh, writing guides. We've got one event coming up uh, in the new year, uh, which will be on case studies. But I've also written guides on uh, cover letters, applications, uh, and there's a Watson Glazer guide coming out soon as well. So uh, if anyone would like to receive those, please do not hesitate to get in touch with me. Brilliant. And you definitely don't sit still. You like to keep busy. Um, so what are your plans for the, for the, for the future? The next plan coming up is to, to qualify, obviously. So 20, when I'm 26, that's 2023 will be a, a great year for me. After that, I will, well, I, I mean, it's, the dream is to stay at the firm that I, I qualify into, just to get as much experience as possible, help aspiring solicitors, grow training and me into a you know, more solidified platform, maybe hire new members uh, to join the team and just help as many aspiring solicitors as much as possible. Brilliant. And just as a, a sort of couple of final questions from us, you, you are joining um, Rosenblatt. And for those who may not be too familiar, it's, it's worth sort of mentioning a little bit about the firm and, and the way they're structured, because it's different to, um, say, Magic Circle firms or, or other more traditional firms. Would you like to sort of explain that? Because it's called Rosenblatt yeah. Limited. Yeah. So uh, Rosenblatt is a firm that is a full service law firm. It specialises in dispute resolution. It also does corporate employment work. It's listed in 2019. So it is a public law firm um, and it's part of a professional service group. Um, and RPG Holdings also have a M&A firm and also a litigation funder. So uh, it's quite unique in that there's a lot of cross-referral work between those three companies. Yeah, and I think that's a very unique model. I know a few other firms, I think Gately um, and some others recently went down that model as, as, as well. And for, for us, just looking to, to wrap up, Tracy, what's your perception of the, the current landscape of the, the legal industry? And how do you think it will change during your career? Because, you know, legal tech is coming in, there's so many variables and things and legal sector is slowly but surely embracing change. What, what do you think is um, happening now and may change in the future? I think the, the best thing to have come from the pandemic is the shift to online resources. If we're looking at litigation as well, there's a lot of shift to um, remote hearings. And I would hope that that kind of increases the access to justice because it's a lower cost solution to you know, the problems that we're seeing now. So I would hope that that continues. And for us, obviously, there's, there's a lot of legal tech that's going to be coming out. Um, and I think for us as young lawyers, uh, it's important to kind of keep on top of it, learn about it um, and just be really open and receptive to the changes that are coming our way. Brilliant. And if uh, people want to follow, get in touch about anything we've discussed today on the show, what's the best way and platform for them to do that? Feel free to give any shout outs to your web links or relevant social media. Three main ways to contact me. Uh, you can contact me through my website, traineeandme.co.uk. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, Tracy Cho, and you can reach out to me through Instagram, uh, traineeandme. Brilliant. Well, I'd just like to say on behalf of all of us on the Legally Speaking podcast, thanks a million, Tracy. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show, learning more about your journey. It is truly inspiring. So we're wishing you lots of continued success with your training contract and various other initiatives. But from all of us for now, over and out. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Legally Speaking podcast. If you enjoyed the show and want to help support us, remember to leave us a rating and review on Apple iTunes. You can also support the show and gain exclusive benefits, bonus content, and much more by signing up to our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com forward slash Legally Speaking Podcast. Thanks for listening.